It's news time with award-winning newsman extraordinaire, Kevin James. Bitcoin used in 2010 to buy two pizzas, now worth a measly $82 million. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? It's not news. It's Kevin's news. Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to Kevin James. Kevin. All right, Kevin. You know, back in the olden days, back when I was a kid, things were different. I think this happened a lot for people that are the age of Joan Donovan. Joan Donovan is 89 years old. She lives in Florida. And she is a woman who, first of all, graduated high school at the age of 16. Okay. I think for some reason that seemed to happen more back in the day, too. And I don't know why that was. Do you know what? Did they start school I, earlier? Mm, I don't know. I feel I like know. they maybe did because the goal was to get kids out of school as soon as possible so they could just work all day. Yeah, I right? don't know how that I mean, worked. That was kind of the, it felt like that's the way it was. I mean, everybody got married earlier, probably got out of school earlier, had yes. kids earlier, all that stuff. Just was all yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she graduated high school at 16, but her family didn't have the money to send her to college. So she did like... A lot of people did. Of course, yep. Back in the olden days and just got right into working. And then she got married and started a family, like you said, Jay. They all that happened very sure, young as well. Yeah. All before she was twenty years old. And so she never got a chance to get a college education, but she always wanted to. So she decided, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get my college degree. And she started college. At the age of 84. Man. Got a bachelor's degree in four years. Did she do it online? She just Zoomed it. And then she jumped in and got her master's degree. Holy smokes. And now, at 89 years old, was very happy to get her master's degree. What do you think she got her master's degree? Uh, Boy, a master's degree in political science. Political side, that is incorrect. Oh, really? Weird. Crochet. Croquet. Crocheting. God dang it. I can't say. Although, uh, could you get a master's in croquet? Could that be fun? The old backyard game. You can get a master's in anything. That would be great. You're like, hey, you guys want to play croquet? Not with you. You have a master's degree. Uh, She did get her associate's degree first, but then she ended up getting her master's degree in creative writing. Oh, wow. The college she attended did not have it, so she ended up enrolling in just an online-only program and was able to get her creative writing degree at the (laughs) age, creative writing master's, at the age of 89. That's nuts. And her lesson to everybody is, don't give up on a dream. Like, if you want to finish college or there's a project that you want to do, you're never too old to start it. And she said, that is... Something I want everyone to remember as we head into this new year, don't limit yourself. I started calling 84 years old. That's crazy. Now, she said. I wouldn't want to go back. To, I didn't want to go back to school at, you know, 25. The parties were a little rough at first. <laughs> but she's like, can we start the party around three yeah. and then maybe end it around 645? Hardest thing if you had to go back to college. All, went, all of it? Yeah. I mean, I mean the classes geez. seem like the hardest part, but I feel like when you're when you go back at an older age, you're so motivated to do it. 
Yeah, it's your money. It's right. your decision. It's, yeah, all and that you're stuff. Like, well, yeah. I really want to do this to better myself. Yeah. So I feel like the school part you do focus on, even though it may be hard. For sure. Yeah. So much better than when you're actually college age. Probably less distractions for your homework. I mean, what yeah. else are you doing? Making a stew. Well, yeah, you're right. At 84, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're, you know, got a regular busy life and you're going back to school, oh, that's while you're doing way different. Life, that's hard. Yeah. Oh my. But I, yeah. You still are focused on it, so that's helpful. Yeah, but at 84, <laughs> you're right, Jay. You're not like you're super well, busy with a lot of other stuff. Probably take a break from my studies. I gotta watch Wheel of Fortune. Story number two. And I gotta go to bed. Yeah, just a cramming for tests or any of those. Oh, like, man. You don't do that at mm, no. four, right? You're no. not pulling all-nighter studying. <laughs> put it off all week and then just be like, all right, I'm pulling an all-nighter before the final tomorrow. That is not – that's that's child's play yeah, only. for sure. Uh, all right, well, now this. There's a man who did something. Is it sweet or is it just psycho? An Indian man, his wife uh, got sick, unfortunately, and this, the talk started that, you know, she's like, I'm going to end up probably passing away before you do. Oh, no. And she's like, you know, if I do, would you be interested in creating a silicone model of me to keep with you? To keep with you? Yeah, like so that you'd always have me with you. Huh. It was her request to him. And he said, sure. <laughs> Apparently, he, uh, he works for a company that has, that this is what they do. They create silicone models of things. Okay. And like life size type? They can or? make life, yeah, they can make life size. You know, like they would maybe make it for a mannequin or, or I whatever. I understand. It's not really what the company does, but they can make body, they can make anything. So you could have a life size replica of your spouse. That you could keep with you forever after they left. Yeah, they so passed. that's not what the company does. Let's I understand. Be clear about that. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a special. But they have the ability to make anything. Okay. Out of silicone. Mm-hmm. So she passes away, and he does just that. It takes six months to build it, but he's built a lifelike wow silicone model of his wife, and. It's dressed in her favorite clothes. Okay. And it sets in her favorite spot on the couch. Oh, wow. In okay. the living room. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I can see. I'm kind he of torn here, it, Kevin. It makes me think, right? Is it sweet or is it just a little crazy? I, I think it might be both. That's fair. That is fair. I mean, it it's kind both. of sweet that you want it. And the fact that she had to ask, I don't know about that part, but... I feel like... Uh, well, that's the part that makes it even more sweet, right? Is that she said, would you want to have me around? Like, she What is he going to say to that? Him, she, right. So she <laughs> asked him to do it. Now, once she's gone, this just in. Well, that... She's not going to... I mean... Kevin, I have stuff... get away stuff, with it. I have stuff that was sent to me from my mother that was her grandmother's that like it's like i don't know it's like dishes here's a here's right. a fondue kit i feel so much pressure to never get rid of that absolutely what am i supposed to do if i get the you know life size cut out of uh, a loved one what do you do garage sale not a cutout it is a doll jay uh, well, basically, I, I mean <laughs> that's what's weird 
Uh, by the way, it weighs 76 pounds. Hey this, is the, hey, this is my wife. That's your wife? Well, it's a dummy. Huh. <laughs> Jay, Kevin, and Slim in the morning. The big uh, 99.9 Coyote Country. Great. It's a listener letter. You wrote it down. We picked it up and we're reading it now. Gonna find out if we can help at all. And we're gonna see if you can help with your calls. It's gonna be fun and it's gonna be great. So let's get to it. No need to wait. It's a listener letter, don't you know? And we're reading it here on the Jane Kevin Show. All right, then. Let's go ahead and do it. Stand by. Dang it, these broken headphones are a real pain, Jay. You want some scotch tape? That'll probably they had do it. They've done well all day. I I told you I've been leaving them on my head because they were staying in place, and yeah. I took them off. And then trying to get them back on again in one yeah, piece. Dang it. Yeah. All right, well, they're going to work for this. I'll fix them after this, I promise. Uh, well, this is the one Natalie, okay? She had family coming to town, her husband's family. It was her, uh, let's see. His sister and her family, they had a couple kids. Natalie and her husband didn't have kids. Uh, They had three little ones, and she said, our house is not really set up for kids. Yeah. We don't have a ton of room. I don't think it's a good idea that they stay at our house, so she offered to get them a hotel for the week. They were super offended. They were just like, no, this is what we do. We stay with family. They were going to stay with mom and dad, but mom and dad, the mom was sick, so that's why that all happened, right? Yep. And if you remember right, what did her husband say, Jay? Do you remember this story? Uh, I don't remember what he said. Uh, whatever works for you works oh, for Oh, yeah. Me. He kind of bailed out on it, right? He bailed yeah. 100%. So here's the follow-up from Natalie. says, hey, guys, after a lot of discussion with my husband's family and my husband actually finally getting more involved. Yeah, good job, buddy. We decided to have them stay at our house. I wasn't pleased about it, but also didn't want to be the enemy, and it was clear that I was becoming exactly that. So, they were planning to stay at our house for the five days. We got things prepared for them, and also, I was ready to make the most of it. Also a long time. Five days is a long time. Uh, five days, is, it starts to get a little long. They made it two nights at our house, and then said it felt too crowded with all the kids, <laughs> so they ended up getting a hotel for the last three oh, nights. Oh, that's great. I just bit my tongue, but deep down, I guess it felt good to be right. Overall, it was a very nice Christmas. I'm glad that they were here. It all worked out fine. Natalie, how funny is that? After all of the drama. Hey, as long as it's it, their decision, it's so much better. Hey, Kevin, right. do you want to go out and, and have a hamburger for lunch today? I do not. No, you don't want to go? Well, all right, fine. Where would you like to go? It has to be my idea, right? Yeah, and then you're like, uh, McDonald's. Well, yeah. Okay, it, well. it is that thing where it's just like, you were right, but they couldn't see. Yeah. That you were right because all they felt was offended that you said they couldn't stay Yeah, there. it just made it feel like you didn't want them, not that there may have been legitimate reasons for not being sure. there. Then they get there with the three kids and yeah. they realize, mm-hmm. boy, this is not the best setup the, for all of us. Yeah, right. That's, That's funny. I said. And I'm hoping that they ended up with a cheaper, bad hotel. I don't know. Are the hotels really busy here around the holidays? Uh, Boy, I don't know. That's a great... I mean, I feel like some cities you would maybe have a hard time... Finding a room around Christmas, right? Like if you didn't because plan of the in destination, advance, yeah, or just like if you didn't plan an event. Are our, our hotels really busy 
for the holidays? I guess I don't know that answer. I guess it would probably depend on if it's a destination or not. I mean, if you're like a vacation destination, like for skiing, well, sure. maybe yeah. over in Coeur d'Alene, yeah. there's like, like they're all filled up because people go skiing. I don't know if it's that way here. I'm going to guess probably pretty busy. Yeah, Sandpoint, I could see. That's going to be that packed. Be yeah, you're not going to probably be able people to find one. ski there. Yeah, for a whole week. Yeah. So, yeah, destination places, sure. Maybe. Yeah, I just don't know if all, if hotels so generally are busy you're around thinking the holidays. Maybe they had to just go to a really crappy I'm hotel. Because she said waited. I have a really nice hotel that she offered to pay yeah, for. Yeah, that's right. And I'm hoping now that they just paid Ooh, for it. That's a good question. it was not a great hotel. That's a good question. If you're her, do you feel obligated at all to then pay for the hotel that, because they left halfway through the stay? No, because you changed your plans to have them at your house. Right. So you've offered, you're now accommodating them. I think when you offered to pay for the hotel, it was because, hey, you were thinking about staying at our house. That's not going to work. We'll pay for a hotel for you. So you would feel no obligation to pay for any of the three days if they decided on their own to leave. I mean, I say that here on paper, but. <laughs> no, I don't think, I wouldn't either. I'm with you. You know, I mean, on paper, I want to say no, but I, first of all, I could never tell someone not to stay at my house. That is hard. Yeah, yeah like I could never do that. So I, I would be bad at this game to begin with, but I see what you're saying. And it's a very, yeah, would you have any obligate where you felt like, gosh, we could help them pay for the hotel room? You know what her husband would say? I don't know. Whatever makes you happy makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad he stepped up finally and got in the conversation. I'm guessing maybe <laughs> our... You know, when we posted the listener letter, she may have read some of the comments to him that were saying, hey, your husband needs to step it yeah, up here. Yeah, And he's thinking, what? I just said whatever makes you happy. I thought that's what I'm supposed to say. Right. No? I'm no, supposed to get involved? Some sort of involvement, especially when it's your family, bud. Oh, man. That's awesome. Or maybe just bring them donuts one day. Don't pay for the hotel. Just like bring donuts to the hotel. Hey, I just, you know, we, we were going to have these on Thursday, but you guys left. So here you go. Here's some donuts and coffee. Oh, that's so sweet. I've never stayed at a hotel around the holidays. I'm really like intrigued now whether if it's a busy time. Well, it's hard about it, and you have to plan ahead. We've done it many times because we've been we've traveled over the holidays when the kids were younger. You have to make sure Santa knows where you are. That's the only tricky oh, part. Oh yeah, that is that is extra tricky. Yeah, you got to make sure you send the letter early and say, "Hey, we're going to be at the you know whatever hotel in this city." Because, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have time to search for you. True. I mean, he sees you when you're sleeping, and he knows when you're awake, but he doesn't know what hotel you're in, for crying out loud. Jay, Kevin, and Slim in the oh, morning. I do have knowledge. The big 999 Country. It must be fairly easy to get a hotel room at the holidays, because Kevin McAllister was able to get into... Mm. The Jay and Kevin Show. Jay Daniels. This is a lesson to everyone out there. Yeah. Kevin James. Sometimes a big old fart will win you tickets to see Thomas. I think Ray. she may even say that I have said giant. The Jay oh, and man. Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. Uh, congrats to the Zags. Easy win again last night. Just, it's, you know, walking through the WCC as always. <laughs> Just really not even worth watching. Uh, Coach View uh, said this week that every game's going to be a struggle. Clearly, he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they led for almost 120 seconds during the game and won by two. Yes. It was exciting, right? I mean, this is what we wanted. We always yeah, yeah. say when we blow everybody out that it's boring and whatever, and we want close games. 
Well, you're going to get him. The guy at the end of the game, Kevin, was unbelievable. The guy who was the San Francisco fan wearing the great, the green shirt. So I, if you missed the what happened at the end, and I hope I'm not blowing it for you if you're like going to try to watch it or whatever, but Drew goes to the basket, misses a layup. Razier Bolton follows it up with a, a putback, our our uh, third offensive rebound of the night, I think, and he and scores with seven seconds left, I think it was, and to give us a lead, a two point lead. Yes, the man under the basket lost it, he, and he was one of those guys that he's in a seat right by the he's basket on front the court, row, but he is on the court. Oh, he like, ran on the court. Yeah, he gets on the court. Yeah, which was, I couldn't believe. Expresses feelings. And again, you know what? Bad on you, security there at the arena. That guy has to be grabbed or removed immediately. There's no way you get to get away with that. And he didn't really do anything bad in the fact, like, like he didn't try to touch anybody. or it, was, it wasn't anything like that. He was just mad and screaming, but he was so close to He them. ran onto the court to yell at the referee because he thought Razier Bolton yeah. had fouled or something, I guess. And... Then he turns around, and under the basket, there, uh, our buddy Brandon Rose has the close-up picture of it on his Twitter. I mean, it, it, the next morning, are you looking at that and going, man, my, that, that's what my mean face looks like? Because I was angry. Uh, he's that's probably, what they call spitting mad. Because oh, and he was. He's, there was actual spit falling he, out. He was, he was uh, I'm going to guess that's, I'm looking at the picture foot and a half or less at one point from Drew's face. Yeah. And he says a couple of bad words. And (laughs) Razier Bolton walks in between them with his head down like nothing's happening. Just, which that's just a good teammate right there. Razier Bolton has one of my favorite nicknames of all time. Which is? Big Foe Five. Oh, nice. The Big Foe Five. And it's funny because he's number 45. Yeah. But they they'd say big foe five, and I love it because he's not big, no, at all. Well, I mean, you know, he plays big sometimes, yeah. and you're just like, it's just a fun nickname for him because he's also a kid who does not seem like he is uh, boisterous at all, like like that. There's yelling and screaming going on on the court. He just walks between it like no big deal. Yeah, he doesn't get too worked up. <laughs> so crazy, uh, you know. He does all the work here with the charity stuff. Oh, in tons Spokane. of it. Yeah, and he's such a good kid. Yeah. And so the name just Big Foe Five is, I love that nickname. Yeah, play big when you need to play big. Anyway, good, uh, fun game. And uh, don't be that guy running onto the court to yell at the referee and then turning around and squaring up with one of the opponent's players and getting right in their face and telling them that that was blankety blank. Yelling at Drew Timmy is one of the dumbest things. He didn't even flinch. But Drew, and I can't believe it because Drew normally is the kind of guy who's just going to say something back that's probably going to be way funnier and way more embarrassing to you than anything else. I think that was one of those, the guy's so mad that no matter what you say, it's not going to be funny, so you just let it go. You just kind of do the thing where you walk away, to his credit. which Well, and Drew also probably would have said something to him and missed it. He would have just... Yeah, guy, guy would have Last been. night, he couldn't... Drew <laughs> couldn't make you, anything. His joke wouldn't have made it. He yeah, would try to say it to him, and he would just miss and say it to somebody else. <laughs> joke falls short. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, Drew. Oh, man. You can't be perfect every night. No, you can't be. All right, the Charles Kelly song. I got it for you here. I said I would listen to it and make sure, and I double-checked, and we're fine. So Charles Kelly, over the holidays, you know, he stepped away from Lady A for a while to become sober. And 
has accomplished it. You said, what was it, six weeks now? Six months. Six months today. Okay, I'm sorry. So, yeah, six months of, of that. And so he wrote a song basically saying goodbye to alcohol, and the name of the song is called As Far As You Could. Here you go. So I moved to Nashville Well, I almost slept Made me feel like But you scared me half to death Thought I couldn't hit that stage Without you running through my veins Now I sing the songs I always had But the meaning's bound to change Cause you took me high But you sure as hell brought me down We said goodbye But I'm gonna see you around And to tell the truth I thought I never would But it's time I finally put you down for good Cause you taken me as far as you could You gave me the courage The night I met my wife You helped me make a laugh You helped me make a cry You started out a friend Turn into something else Now I like who I am With you sitting on the shelf Cause you took me high But you sure as hell brought me down We said goodbye But I'm gonna see you around And to tell the truth But it's time I finally put you down for good Cause you taken me as far as you could oh. You're a part of my story Good times I Cause you took me out But sure as hell brought me down You put up a good fight But look who's standing now But to tell the truth I thought I never would But it's time I finally put you down for good But you taking me as far
as you could. The Jay and Kevin Show on the big 99.9 Coyote Country. In case you forgot how good he is. Wow. Want me to play the Morgan Evans over you right after that? No joke. What a what a song. Man, yeah. Very well done by Charles Kelly. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, all right, Kevin, news time. What's up? 29 is this year's magic number. From 